Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Saturday episode of the show. And folks, we are in Las Vegas. And maybe you're not, but you want to make a bet. You can head on over to betonline.ag, which is the best spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. And look, it's a new year. They have a newly updated website. Check it out. Head on over, and if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV. How do you how do you spell BLEAV, Kyle? B-L-E-A-V. They've got football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. They've even got those Vegas casino games. So check them on out. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. And Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Saturday to you. Happy Saturday. Of course, it is uh, the all-star event circuit is off and running, and naturally that means we had to bench mid-major Chris and bring Brentley into the fray, who's here in Vegas with us. So uh, excited to have Brentley on with us. We just got back to uh, the Luxor uh, from the first day of Shrine practices. Two really great practices, and Brentley, I'll, I'll start with you, man. General impressions of this year's roster, uh, the event that's being put on here, I know you've been to the Shrine a couple of times uh, otherwise. So, you know, what do you think of what we saw throughout the course of the day today? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, first off, props to Eric Galko and his staff. Really good job putting together the two really, in my opinion, competitive rosters. I thought today was fantastic, guys. I thought we saw a lot of good players show a lot of good things. Um, excited, you know, excited to talk about a few guys particularly. You know, I think the one guy to me that really stole the show was UCLA's receiver Kyle Phillips. I thought he was outstanding today. He's a guy you guys know I've been high on since all the way back in October. Um, you know, he, he's a little undersized, but he's feisty, he's quick. I, I tweeted a video of him uh, creating separation on the line of scrimmage. He's outstanding, guys. One of the things that popped with me with Phillips, too, and this is obviously something you get a chance to gauge when you're in this all-star event environment, but him returning punts and fielding punts and how natural he was tracking the ball in that capacity and apparently a lot of the, the physical tools that you were talking about and his skill set and his toolbox are going to translate very naturally yeah. to a role on special teams with the ball in his hands. So uh, he's a guy who, you know, the quarterback play, I think, not necessarily inconsistent timing with their receivers, but if you just watch that dude run routes and the separation that he's able to create, it's like, if he gets into a rhythm with one of his quarterbacks, he's going to be hauling in everything because, like you said, they're very quick there at the top of the route. So you're telling me this guy can run routes, separate, catches everything, and is a punt returner? Yep. There'll be a place for that guy. Correct. Yeah, there'll, be, there'll be a place for that guy. Doesn't matter what he runs either. No, yeah, I mean, he might be, what, a 4-5, maybe even a 4-6 guy, but um, I think... I mean, you look at the Hunter Renfro's of the world and the Cole Beasley's and the Braxton Adam Berrios, who's going to get Braxton, paid in free agency. Braxton, this year. that's a great pull. Yeah, that guy, what he was able to do with the Jets this year, doing exactly year. that is a yeah. I mean, like down the stretch, he came on as a receiver, and he literally didn't have that much return experience going into this season. He took that job and was outstanding. He's going to get paid like six, seven, eight million dollars a year. Yep, 
And you know, Phillips, I mean, he weighed in uh, 190 pounds yesterday. That's good. Out of 11. That's good. So he's not a 5'8 kind of guy, you know. I mean, like a Cole Beasley or even um, Orion Spitzer. You know, those undersized guys, that's not really what Kyle Phillips is. He has some size. And so while I think he'll predominantly be in the slot, I think he could actually win outside as well. All right, if we're just throwing out names, let me throw out one. Matthew Butler. Yeah. Tennessee defensive tackle. I thought there was a chance he could be the best player here this week, nah. just based on just based nah. on the emails. And when we finally got to the West practice, you saw that this was the first guy through every drill. He was the leader of that group right away. He set the tone right for drills, and that matters a lot, right? We always talk about how they show in team and one on one, but this is got first guy through every drill, set the tone, a lot of great energy, and then he does get to one on ones, yeah. and he wins every rep. And what I love about Butler is it's not just size or athleticism or power or technique. It's all of that, right? Those are, and that's really good things to say about a prospect, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so I really like that. he And he's got multiple ways that he can beat blocks. So that stood out to me in the one-on-ones. But I think maybe the thing that stood out to me the most is how he played the run. They did a lot of, like, inside run type stuff where they were doing doubles and, like, this guy's a three-tech all day long, and he's taking on doubles. He's making sure that guys aren't getting clean releases to the second level. He's playing with leverage and, and squeezing down and, like, owning his space. And so from, like, every possible way that you could stand out, he did today. And, um, man, I think I think he's a guy that I can't wait to see tomorrow, and I can't wait to see just how high this guy can get drafted. In the defensive tackle class where we need – Yep. Players. We need risers. So, Joe, I gave you a little hard time with saying Matthew Butler was the best player here, and it's not for anything that Matthew Butler is or is not or did not or did not do. But I watched Reed Blankenship <laughs> on the first practice today, number 12, flying around. And this is a guy who uh, has been at the college level for quite a while and, and really came onto our radar probably two summers ago when we were getting ready for uh, the 2020 season, the 2019 season. And, uh, kind of a tale of two halves of his career he was really active in ball production early on suffered a really nasty leg break and now all of a sudden he's a little bit more low to the line of scrimmage sub package linebacker type player who plays in the nickel a little bit and he tackles he's physical he's confident he was active in communication he's talking with guys on the sideline you know after their group comes off at practice and uh all the things that you thought Reed Blankenship was uh, based on what you saw over the course of his career at Middle Tennessee State, he was all of those things. Again, this is a guy that used to be on Bruce Feldman's freaks list every yeah. year. Like he, He's a dynamic athlete, too, and he's a ball magnet. He plays teams. He, like, he'd be a core four, four-way special teams guy for me. No questions asked. And I think he can play a, as a too-high safety guy who does drive down in the box, gets involved in run fits. I think he has potential, in, uh, depending on what kind of system he goes into, and he had himself a great practice today. Let me let me add something on Reed Blankenship. And so they were he was part of the the first practice. Yes. And so obviously right on top of that practice is the next practice. And so I, he goes into the locker room and gets changed and all that. Came right back out. Mm. Came right back out. You could tell he just wanted to be around it. He's like, "Hey, I'm here. Right? This is a big job interview. Football guy. Here I am. You want to talk to me? I'm right here. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna t- I'm either going to take in this practice and potentially do more to better myself as a player by being, you know, in this environment. Or hey, here I am. 
And I love that. I think that just kind of accentuates a lot of the stuff you were talking well, about. And, and what you had mentioned with Matthew Butler, first guy involved in yeah. all the drills. Yeah. And that that does pop in instances like this, whereas you know that you hear some guys, and I'm not going to name any names, but I heard one guy coming up the sideline during special teams complaining about not getting more refs. So, like, this is an environment everything you do, yeah. you're in earshot. We're all down on the field. Yep. And we're going to have a chance to hear anything and everything that's on your mind if you're going to say it out loud. No, and that's the thing. Like, people got to understand, scouts and coaches, while what they're seeing from players on the field is important, they're also evaluating how you are off the field. You know, talking about Matthew Butler being first in line, talking about Reed Blankenship coming back out of the locker room to watch the practice and talk to scouts and coaches. That matters. That matters almost as much as what they do on the field this week. Yeah, you could easily just chill out in the locker room, get a snack. Right. No, you wanted to be in it. You wanted to be in it in every possible way. And especially that is one of the challenges of this change in venue is you're in Las Vegas, right? So, Brentley, you're talking about what you do off the field is almost as important. I mean, three uh, a week-long job interview in Las Vegas where you're staying in the Luxor. A lot of temptation here. First, Keep those blinders on. <laughs> Shout out to me and Kyle. We have not lost a dollar. Not not yet. Sources well, tell me that... that we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> the draft network's in the green right now. Right, we're, we're, doing, we're doing okay. Yep. Can, can confirm. Can confirm. So, uh, Brentley, who else popped to you throughout the course of the day today? Yeah, there's another name that I really liked. Uh, Thomas Booker, yeah, defensive lineman from Stanford. Uh, he's long. He's really, really thick lower half. He's explosive. Talk about a guy who can really win upfield along the interior. I thought he was really disruptive in one-on-ones today. The one area in which I think he can improve on is really setting the anchor against the run. You know, he's not the kind of guy who's going to be able to forcefully set the edge against double teams. He's definitely not the kind of guy you want to gap or anything like that. But as an upfield penetrator, I thought he was almost unblockable today. Yeah, I thought he popped as well. Uh, Let me toss another name out here. Charleston Rambo, wide receiver, yeah. Miami. And um, I don't think there's a player that has rehabbed their image more this year with what they were able to do on the field than Charleston Rambo, who was a flashy player at Oklahoma. And we all loved listening to Gus Johnson talk about Charleston. Oh, right. Bye. Right. <laughs> right. Rambo. Right. Right. You're falling for this guy, and then you watch a tape. You're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's inconsistent. He's the not hands. A very, the hands are a nightmare. He's open a lot, but he doesn't catch the ball. He goes to Miami, and he sets the, the, the program record for receptions in a season. Think, just stop for a second and think about well, Andre Johnson and Michael Irvin. Charleston Rambo had the most catches ever in a season at Miami with a combination of De'Ara King and... Van Dyke, is, Tyler he, Van Dyke. is he a true freshman or, or young player? Right? Young player. quarterback. Nonetheless, yeah. uh, an unstable quarterback situation. I'm not saying those are bad quarterbacks, but there is a con- chemistry and timing component of being a receiver. Oh, by the way, your first year in the program yourself. Right. Goes out and does that. Has a great year. Catches the football at a much more consistent pace than he did at, at Oklahoma. And I remember when I presented him to you guys. For, you know, during our scouting meetings, I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Because the way I talked about him over the summer. Was right? not, weren't a fan. We'll just say that. Right. He rehammed his image. He played great. But then he also played great on Saturday here at yeah. Shrine. Uh, three catches in team drills. And like I said on Twitter spaces, there's not a lot of reps in team drills, right? So for you to catch 
three passes. Two were, were nice rhythm, you know, uncovered quickly, caught the ball nicely with, with hands extended, away from his frame, you know, just really good hand alignment. And then the play of the day, regardless of, of team, where he was able to get vertical down the field and it's kind of a whole shot. He extends for the football, dives, brings it in, and makes the best play that we saw today. And so just the, the arrow is pointing up with Charles Sarambo, and he's really, really changed the narrative around him as a player and, and at least for me, the, the way I think about him as a guy, uh, as an NFL prospect. One of the things that Brentley mentioned on the Twitter spaces that we did, and we are going to do about 10, 15 minutes of Twitter spaces after each practice uh, that we are out here, but uh, Brentley had mentioned the tight end group in general and the, the depth of it and how impressive it looked. And I really like, I know Brentley was impressed with Jelani Woods, and I'll, I'll let you touch on Jelani Woods, but Garrett Prince from UAB was the one for me who I thought did a really nice job in the passing game, getting down into those soft spots in zone coverage, uh, splitting the safeties 20-plus yards downfield, not getting distracted with defenders trying to undercut targets uh, across the middle of the field. Had a couple of really nice hands catches today, and uh, this is a player we didn't really know too much about coming into this week. You know, UAB, not a big-time program in the grand scheme of uh, – the power five or, or what you're typically going to see in the primetime television slots. But this is a dude who looks the part and in a really stacked tight end group this year. Uh, the fact that he made a strong first impression for me is, is going to be important because I want to see him follow it up. And if he does, then I'm going to start to get excited about potentially what he has to offer. Yeah. This tight end group blew me away today. And Jelani Woods from Virginia. What is he? Six, six, 260 pounds. Yeah. He moves well. He has natural ball skills, really good hands. He made a seam catch that everyone stood up. I mean, it was really, really impressive. I thought he stole the show. And another guy, Kyle, Ohio's Armani Rogers. Yeah. A former quarterback? Are you kidding me? He looked so good today. Running routes, created separation, really natural hands. Just outstanding athlete. I thought both of those guys made a lot of money today. Shout out another player. Noah Ellis. Defensive lineman, Idaho. And whenever I'm at a an all-star practice like this, there's players that I want to watch, but I also want to take a kind of macro view and let the talent speak to me. And Ellis is a player that I have no familiarity with outside of what I saw today. But you lay eyes on this guy, and he's he's built to play in the A-gaps in the NFL, right? So you, you, you catch that, and a big part of scouting is body compositions, and you want – certain body types you feel really good about the way the way that this guy's built and then you're like okay well can he defend the a gaps yeah he can he's an absolute tank against the run and um just owns his space and i'm not sure you could say anything better about a guy that you protect project as a nose than this guy owns his space and has the frame and he's not like I mean, this isn't like the second coming of Tony Saragusa or, or Ted Washington at Nose. This is your modern-day, you know, one-tech, uh, A-gap defender. And um, he's a guy that I immediately was drawn to. I was impressed with his power and functional strength and how he defended the run. Like, not just in terms of owning his space, but also just a really good feel for where the ball is going to go and what his assignment is within the run fits of the scheme. So I love that about him, and he's a player that I've definitely got a check mark next next to that I want to I want to check a little bit more on his tape. 
two big guys, Marcon McCall from yeah. from Kentucky too. Yeah. You know, fun, seeing those, those guys you know, kind of alternating reps was really fun. And these are both guys that are 350 plus pounds. And I don't know that they necessarily have to maintain that level of size. Um, but if they don't, it's pretty exciting when you watch McCall. It's like, oh, he's got a pretty decent first step, too. Didn't get a chance to showcase it too much at Tennessee or at Kentucky, but when you saw him fire off the ball, you did notice he had a little pop to him, and, and I think you got to see that firsthand today. And This is not a penetration three technique or anything like that, but anytime a player that's 350 and you know, I don't need you to be 350, right? right? Makes me wonder what you look like at 325. If your body comp- and that's the one thing about Ellis, his body composition was very dense mm-hmm. and yeah. firm. You know, where McCall has not quite that same firmness to his build, but two very big guys, and I would probably argue McCall probably has the better first step out of the two guys based yeah. off what we saw today. Yeah, I agree with that. So now it's like, okay, can I rework your body composition a little bit? And is there something there that we could tap into that you haven't shown yet? You know, one player that was able to block Matthew Butler is Washington's guard, Luke Wattenberg, number 76 out here on the East-West Shrine game. I thought he was phenomenal today. Really strong, really firm at the point of attack, created really good movement in the run game and team. And then in the one-on-ones, he was able to sit and anchor against the likes of Butler, against the likes of, um, what's that kid's name? Uh, the Arizona State kid, uh, Davidson. Because those guys were winning yeah. consistently. But Wattenberg was really, really good in terms of holding the point, anchoring, and not giving any ground. I want to definitely make sure he gets some love. Another guy I want to make sure gets some love is this Utah offensive lineman. Yeah. Tough name to say here. You, uh, you killed it on the spaces, and you're you usually so? not good with the pronunciation. So. Bamadeli Olaseni. I think that's probably Crushed correct. It. Crushed it. Uh, Utah offensive lineman had no familiarity with him prior to today, but he's a first off the bus guy. You see this guy and you're like, yeah, when our our team pulls up to the stadium, that guy's getting off the bus first. Thick frame, long arms. And it felt like every single person that I had a conversation with and we start talking about players, the first thing was, yo, what's up with this Utah offensive lineman? Because the frame just speaks to you. And I thought he was very competitive in drills. Um, he was one thing that really popped was his ab- ability to use his hands independently, uh, which I thought led to a lot of wins uh, when he's playing tackle. But something else that really popped is they were, you know, there's there's a lot of rotation with with these practices, and it's day one, and so guys are definitely feeling out, you know, what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to jump in. Well, you know, he did a rep at left tackle, and there was, and then the, the left guard went, and then the center went, but nobody came in, stepped in for the left guard. And Bam was just like, yeah, I'll do it. And he just like was very eager to get in there, right? And so we talk about habits and different things that can pop that aren't necessarily playing football. I thought he had good energy and um, effort throughout the entire course of the practice. Utah had another player here who popped to me a little bit, part of this linebacker group. Yeah. Uh, Noah Sewell's brother, I believe. I think he's the oldest brother of even Panay. He's the oldest mm -hmm. of the group. Nephi Sewell, I believe is how you pronounce his name, number 29, linebacker. And this linebacker group in general, whether it was Jack Sanborn uh, from Wisconsin or Ellis Brooks from Penn State, um, you had some dudes who can move around a little bit. There's a lot of guys here from the linebacker position that I think are best served to stay in tight quarters 
work in the box. And I think that complements some of the versatility they have with some of the safeties who are kind of hybrid players that are here, like a Reed Blankenship. But um, those guys that I mentioned, Sewell, Sanborn, and Brooks, I think you have enough movement skills where you can look at them and point to them and say, hey, there might be more of a diverse role for you as a player. And I thought all three of those guys did a really nice job throughout the course of the day today showcasing that athleticism, but also not compromising with physicality. And for Sewell specifically, he's not a big dude. Like, I believe he's right around 230 pounds. Yeah, I mean, he's like, what, 229, barely over six feet. Yeah. I mean, but this dude's tough. He's instinctive. And Kyle, as you mentioned, he's a really, really good athlete. I think you could see some teams view him more as a big nickel, you know, have, have some flexibility and versatility. But, no, I thought he was outstanding today, and he'll definitely be a guy that we look forward to seeing how he you know, looks tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Kyle, let me ask you about a player. Um, and I think one of the two of you guys shouted him out during the spaces. It's the Notre Dame yeah. defensive lineman, Myron Tungabailoa. Is it Amosa? Amosa, yeah, yeah. This guy put some guys in the blender with the spin move today. Yep. Tell us, tell us about him. So it's interesting, and I'll, I don't want to steal too much of Brentley's thunder because Brentley did the write-up on okay. him. But oh, he was a player who was originally in the 280s. Yeah. Uh, playing inside, mm-hmm. and then his role changed, and they pushed him outside. Who did they do that with previously? Uh, he's Hayes. In, he, yeah, Dalen Hayes. Hayes. He's in Baltimore yep. now. And he did the same thing where he dropped the weight, and it's like, oh, okay, this guy's got a little something to him. Yeah. No, yeah, Myron is a guy I studied uh, during our you know our, our scouting process over the, over the winter. And when I first watched his 2020 tape, and he's inside, I think he played close to 280, 290. I'm like, okay. He's quick, he's powerful, playing predominantly three technique. Then I turn on the 2021 tape, and it's a whole other player. I mean, he's dropped about 20 pounds, playing predominantly on the five, even rushing from the seven, standing up. It's like, what the heck? But I think he looked really good today. Quick, explosive, he's long and powerful. And Joe, as you mentioned, he won a lot of one-on-ones today. I really, really like his versatility. I might like him best, guys, inside at the next level where we can win with some quickness because I don't know how athletic he is rushing from the edge at the NFL level. Yeah, he wanted those inside moves, but, yeah. But he is a player who really stood out today. So there's certain progressions in college football, right? It's like the Ohio State center position. <laughs> you evo- eventually evolve inside, and the big prestige is to finish as the center at Ohio State. And it feels like now at Notre Dame <laughs> – it's the opposite where you build up to working as the outside guy because we've seen a couple guys yeah. in a row that have evolved their body of work to now step into that role. So uh, something to observe about Tungavaloa Amosa. I, I thought we ended the Twitter spaces in a, in a way that I'd like to replicate okay. here where you kind of asked us, all right, who's a player that you were really interested in seeing and maybe didn't move the needle for you today, but as we – go through the, the coming days, you're looking to see how they evolve and step up. And so maybe we can each shout out a player under that microscope. Yeah, on the spaces, I had, I had referenced uh, Jeffrey Gunder from Coastal Carolina, the edge. You know, he was a guy, if you ask you know, any people in the media, who's the player that you think is going to stand out the most in this week's of practice? And his name came up a lot. You know, he's long, he's 6'4", he's explosive. He's got to test out of this world at the Combine. And while he showed flashes of that athleticism during practice, it wasn't consistent, you know, and, and I think that's what this week's all about. It's, did he look great today? No. 
But he, guess what? He has four more days of practice ahead of him. So I think he's a name that come tomorrow, come Monday, I definitely look forward to watching and see what else he can do. I'll go with uh, Houston edge linebacker hybrid type player, David Anini. I really enjoyed his film, and he's got a lot of length. He's got a lot of explosiveness. I don't know that he popped today like I hoped that he would. And I don't know that he had a bad day. Mm. I just thought this was the type of guy that could run circles around these offensive linemen. And so he's a guy that I'm anxious to watch as this week evolves and see if those traits start to show up a little bit more and um, him become one of those guys that we say, wow, he couldn't be blocked today because I think he's got that type of potential. So I want to say that the, the original name that I mentioned on the spaces was Jack Cohn, who coming into this week I had the expectation was going to be the best quarterback here. I don't think he had the best practice today. I think there were some ball placement issues. Uh, was a little slow working down to the check down on a couple of the, the plays that he ran. I thought Skylar Thompson was the best quarterback here, and I know, Brentley, you agree with me in, in that regard from one of the conversations we had while we were there at practice. But the other name that I want to mention is a player who I don't know if he had a good day or a bad day because I really wasn't focused on the trenches. But I know this was a player that I was very interested in coming into this week, and it's Vidarian Lowe, the left tackle from Illinois, who came in at six foot four and a half, three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, he dropped a little bit of weight coming into this last year. Got Brett Bielema as his head coach, and really seemed like he took a next step to his game. And he's somebody who, amidst the trench play that we had here, I graded him as a five based on tape with the, the games that I had watched. And I didn't watch him against slouches. Like Penn State was a game that I had a, had a chance to see him play in uh, before he, he left that game early with an injury but then was able to, to play the rest of the season. This is somebody I think has a lot of tools, and the fact that he's unlocking a new level to his game with Bielema is, is really interesting for perhaps what the progression can look like from here. So he's somebody I'm going to be more dialed in on trenches tomorrow that I'm really looking forward to seeing and getting eyes on. Uh, but that's going to do it for us on the show. Uh, We are happy to bring you some content here from Las Vegas covering the East-West Shrine Bowl. Great rosters, great practice setup, great environment. Uh, Got a chance to see a lot of friends uh, from the football world, from the media world, uh, and looking forward to continuing to to learn more about these prospects with them and spend a little quality time together here uh, from the Draft Network. Brentley Weissman, Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs. That's going to do it for today's episode of Draft Dudes. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, bonus Sunday episode, because we got practice. So stay tuned. Make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.